This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. I'm joined today by Greg Miller, Marty Sleva, Justin Davis. We've got a huge show for you today. We're going to talk about a new MPD report. We're going to talk about game ratings. But first, it's happened. There is an Xbox One without Kinect. Oh! Coming soon. Can I send mine back to get $100? (laughs) This is a huge story. On yeah. June 9th, X, uh, Microsoft will release an Xbox One without Kinect yep. for $400. Everyone's shocked at this news. A complete surprise. Yeah. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> well, I, 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 I was surprised. I'm, I'm shocked that it didn't come during the E3 press sure. conference. That's the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. June 9th, so this will be out June 9th, which is the day of the Microsoft yep. press release. Yeah. They missed the opportunity to go, and it's available now. Yep. No, well, I, I, no, I mean, they didn't. I think it's... Uh, it gives you time now, as a consumer, if you were on the fence to think about buying Xbox, you can start stocking money away. But then at E3, they're gonna have. I mean, like, what is that? That conference is gonna have to be is going to be huge if they're putting yeah. this out now. I mean, so they're gonna come Spencer. out and be like, "Here are these amazing games," yeah. and a reminder you can go buy it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So Phil two Spencer. things. One is that they probably were worried about it leaking. If they want that thing available that day, there'd be kids writing into IGN saying, hey, I work at, at sure. Best well, Buy, and we got this Xbox yeah. in. If they go that, by that logic, then they can't ever make any announcement because it could probably leak. That's true. Well, and the, well, yeah, but retailer, like, that's where things leak a lot of times mm-hmm. is at retail. Um, but the other big thing is if they're not holding that back for their press conference, then that must mean they have huge, like, they're big confident. Guns. They have yep. big guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil Spencer said games, games, games. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So. He wouldn't lie to us. No, he would, he's never lied to me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm personally he's excited. never even talked to you. I like the fact that... <laughs> We're Twitter buddies. Uh, Are I like you? to yeah. follow you. Yeah, he nice. listens to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's emphasized games, games, games. I think it's exciting that they're getting this out of the way first. 
They got the big Microsoft TV thing out of the way last week. Yeah. I really think that, you know, come June 9th, we're going to hear about a ton of games. Hopefully Shadow Complex 2. <laughs> Good Lord, I want that game so I bad. I want that game, but it's... Yeah. It's going to be like Half-Life 3. Like, how could that game ever... Uh, right, yeah. Ever it's last, it's last Guardian. It's, yeah, it's all those things. At this point. Yeah. Uh, so we have a month-ish, a little less than a month now to go until Oh, Lord E3. Almighty. I know. It's getting close! <laughs> and, uh, and that June 9th uh, launch date for this new Xbox package. What, what happens to sales of the Xbox One between now and then? Right, we did a, They basically gave up a month of sales, yeah. right? We did a conversation about that earlier where it's like, I guess they're just assuming that they're going to sell no Xbox Ones. But well, that's also, now, if they just waited to make the announcement then, they could have kept on selling consoles up until then, and then they have to see a big push in sales. So obviously, you know, people like us who, who work at IGN or people who come to IGN cool every day, are, cool dudes, <laughs> cool dudes are going to know and going to wait and be like, I'll just wait a month and get this one. But the average Joe who walks into, you know, Walmart or Toys R Us or a Best right. or a Circuit City, if you will. Where service is state-of-the-art. Yep. If you walk into Circuit City, you're just in like the burning husk of a building. <laughs> right. really you're, yeah, you're in an abandoned building. Here? I mean, the, the, the average Joe who walks into a store in the next month isn't going to know if this is happening. Stores right. aren't going to be like, hey, you know, no one's going to be like, hey, <laughs> don't in, buy this. Come yeah. back in three weeks. I mean, please. they have that inventory has to go somewhere. Yeah. They have to, I mean, like the right. uh, uh, example that just happened is the Vita, right? Like they put all those PlayStation 1 classics out on the Vita, and Tim Geddes here at IGN <laughs> was like, I'm finally buying a Vita. Yep. And he went to stores and they were sold out everywhere because <laughs> they had sold through their inventory it, to get know, ready for And the also, swim. this doesn't mean that there's not going to be the $500 version anymore. Right. That's, That's the point there. I was going to make. If you still want uh, your Kinect. We keep you know. calling it a price drop. IGN and every other outlet's calling it a price drop, but it's not really no, because it's, it's just yeah, skew. Right? skew. Remove the $100 Xbox, or the $100 Kinect, rather, and then sell it for $100 less. And so it's a price drop for gamers like me that don't really care about the Kinect. I bought an Xbox One and never even hooked up my Kinect. It's sitting in the Xbox One box. Are there, you afraid so. of cameras? Um, <laughs> they do some freaky stuff now. Yeah. You know, they Watch can't dogs. have an NSA knowing about yeah. it. NASA. It is it is legitimately a little bit of paranoia. We don't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> need to get into that. On I'll send you the Washington Post article. Okay. All right. The headline the headline is your paranoid friend was right, and that's me. I'm your paranoid friend. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been right before. <laughs> I do. I am right. I'm right at all. <laughs> Don't you guys read the news? <laughs> You're all looking at me like I'm crazy. You're all the crazy ones. I'm the rich. You are sounding rich is more like, I know. Every Isn't that what a crazy person would say? No. <laughs> I'm not crazy. Everyone else is crazy. <laughs> That's so good. You're crazy and you have a kid soon. <laughs> Just because I'm in the minority doesn't mean I'm wrong. I agree with that. Uh, one of our super fans, Paul, emailed us Paul. some questions. He emailed us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like you can, if you ever have a question about anything. Literally anything. Literally Conspiracies. Anything. <laughs> Please. Paul says, for those folks who have an Xbox One now, who paid for it bundled with Kinect, uh, were you looking forward to ubiquitous developer support for the life of the product? So what are your thoughts on this nope. now? <laughs> I have an Xbox One, and I, I, I like the voice command stuff that Xbox includes with the, you know, turn on, do this, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't want to play any games with it. Yeah. I never want to play a game with it. So. Sure, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what he's saying is, as long as it was bundled totally with understand. it, anyone who's making an Xbox One game knew that they had Kinect. Now, right. they, uh, now the player doesn't necessarily have Kinect. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, if you're a game developer, it suddenly got much harder to support Kinect. 
you yep. need to have a very, very good well, that's reason. What, that's what, I mean, you know, I've been in other things this afternoon, mainly pies. I've been eating a lot of pies. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've been in a pie? Like, can we take a look at the fact that, like, all of our legs are, like, really close to each other? It's, it's, a, it's a tight studio. Yeah. You gotta do that sometimes. You gotta, you gotta get it to the body heat up together. All right, anyways, you've been in a lot of things today. So, has anybody talked to the developer? Like, Harmonix has a whole bunch of Kinect games, Yeah, yeah. John Drake tweeted out, just like, oh, so good. I'm so happy. So, obviously, you know, they're working on Fantasia, they are not very happy about this news. Sure. Uh, honestly, coming coming forward, like Fantasia was the only Connect game that yeah. that so far it looks sort uh, of interesting I, to me. I thought that game was already out actually when I heard about it today. We've I was been like, talking about it for years. We've been talking about it for yet? a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. they're gonna sell. I mean, who knows how many Xbox Ones they're gonna sell ever? You know, sixty million, eighty million, one hundred million. You know, yeah, they're yeah. gonna sell around that ballpark yeah. total number of Xbox Ones. There's five million right now sold with Connect. Like, how many more Kinects are going to be sold? Maybe another 5 million? Like, are one out of five Xbox Ones going to have a Kinect now in the future? Like, yeah. it's hard to know. Like, but that does not really bode well for, uh, you know, in terms of that device being a device that they can just count on being sure. in people's yeah. living rooms. Paul also asks, in a way, doesn't this kind of show Microsoft once again not supporting its own fans who already uh, bought an Xbox One with Kinect? I don't agree no. with that at all. Yeah. So you guys, so you guys, you have an Xbox One also. Yep. So you all three already have an Xbox One yeah. with Connect, but you don't feel uh, like disappointed. You know, I'm, I'm, do- I'm super excited. This is a consumer victory. Yeah, I think this is great. And yeah. honestly, that comes with the territory. You early adopting cheated. anything, no. though. Early adopting anything. If you get the new iPhone six months later, they're gonna be like, oh, here's the new iPhone S, and it's the same price. Yeah. Like, well, crap. Yeah. You well, know, I any mean, console. We also, I, I don't have my Connect hooked up because I don't want the NSA spying on me in my <laughs> living room. But uh, I don't really mind having it, and I don't really mind paying for something, even though I haven't used it, because it does make the console more future-proof. Like, if there's some crazy Kinect thing that comes out, then I don't need to, you know, fart around with buying one or any of that. Like, I just have it. Like, I have the whole package, and then it's going to sit in a closet should I ever want it or need it. It'd be easy to sit here and be like, oh, man, I could have saved 100 bucks, and obviously that would have been cool, but I've had however many months with the Xbox. Could have retired early. I could (laughs) have. That was all that was keeping me here. I don't don't mind spending that $100 in order to be a little bit more future-proof. And and, and for me, it was like, you know, to have it on launch and to have Peggle and have all these different things and get that, of course, that Xbox achievement for having it being day one supporter. Have my day one controller. You don't even mention Titanfall. Oh, Titanfall. (laughs) Well, when I say, I'm not talking about for all the months I've had it and the experiences I have had it with it, I'm like, oh, it was totally just fun worth it. Do you think, I hope, man, now that there's going to be a lot of Xbox Ones without Connect in there, if you're like me and don't have your Connect hooked up, please let us auto-sign in. Don't make me sign in every time I turn that console on. Oh, that'll for sure. Yeah, they're going to have to change the UI, because the UI right now is pretty much built for voice command and gesture command, so they're going to have to change it to controller nonsense. You mentioned Peggle 2. I've finally been playing it because it was released on 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So good, good, right? Stupidly good. So fun. Love that Peggle. Um, Paul's final question is, is this enough to push you over the edge to get an Xbox One now if you hadn't already? And sure, yeah, I'll totally get the connectless Xbox One. Yeah. Now, I sure. mean, a lot of things in the games. Like, if you're not a big Titanfall guy so far, it's sort of yep. been like, eh, what do I play on this thing? But I'm sure at E3, it's going to be like, ah, Halo and Gears and new IPs. And Sunset cool Overdrive's going to get a lot Overdrive of good press. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, moving on. There's a new MPD report released today <laughs> that claims. There are 34 million core gamers in the U.S. Whoa. today. Okay. Does that number sound about right to you guys? <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I'm trying to like, think of what the definition of core gamer is. They define it. Oh, oh. thanks, uh, Those individuals who play video games five or more hours a week. Oh, that's a core gamer? That's how NPD defines them. Aren't those like everyone, yeah. everyone on the train plays games more than Yeah, them. like my mom. Now, they're... Five or more hours a week on consoles or PC. On the game oh. They're not counting game mostly like, like 
uh, mobile. Okay, gotcha. Got Sorry, it. Justin. Uh, Hearthstone doesn't count. No, it's on PC. I know, but I don't play that. Everybody's playing that. <laughs> Hearthstone definitely counts. I know it wasn't Joe. And so I noticed last night that you last signed in three weeks ago to Hearthstone. It, it, it came out. Played it that weekend, and I was like, cool, back to golf. Old yeah. A real man's Miller. game. Yes. Uh, what are there, like 300 million people in the U.S. now? Yeah. yeah. 34 million are core gamers. Yeah. I can behind this. Little 10%. And these 34 million spend an average of 22 hours a week playing wow. games. Wow. That is a big number. So that, if that's the average, and... The lowest amount in order to gain entry to this group is five hours a week. Yeah. You gotta think the high end of that is like is on fifty. Like like right? like yeah. They're spending hours, a full yeah. work week. Oh, you're MMO players. Games. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a whole generation of kids like that don't really watch that much TV anymore. Right. And that was like the big like. W- do you remember when Microsoft bought that in-game advertising company? That was gonna be the big thing with like they were gonna pipe in ads into billboards and racing games and stuff. And they still do that, but there was a while where that's all anybody would talk about. And that's because that industry was freaking out because they couldn't reach. Like, if you're an 18-year-old male, you're not watching TV. Just play yeah. Call of there's, Duty. Yeah. yeah, there's no... And if you're just playing Call of Duty, there's no way for marketers to reach you. And so I totally believe that that's true. Like, that's an, just how people spend their evenings now instead of watching, you know... Man, 22 hours is a lot, though. Like, unless, it really is. Unless, like, a cool game comes out that I want to play. Like, I don't think I'd play 22 hours a week. I don't... Yeah. No. I don't know. If you added it up, it's probably... Like, you might surprise yourself. Like... I surprise yeah. yourself a lot. <laughs> that is three hours. That's three hours a day. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. And I don't, like... On the weekends, I'm like. Hanging out with girlfriend, I'm not playing video games. So yeah. I'm spending a couple hours on Hearthstone every night. I'm probably more in like 15 hours a week. Still counts. Yeah. You're a core Hearthstone player. Yeah. Well, let's sure, see. Yeah. Greg's put. Are you up to 80 hours in Mario Golf? 80 now? hours in Mario 80 Golf. 80 hours in Mario Golf. Yeah. How many weeks ago did that game come out? It was, it was a, a month. month. Well, he had it. He I've had, had it really for about too. a month. Yeah. Sure, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not ridiculous. Mario Golf is awesome. Yeah, yeah but that's yeah. almost that's like two and a half hours a night just on Mario Golf. Well, it's, not the, it's not like, why, are you, why is it a, have to be a combative thing? Do you put a piece of duct tape over your iPad camera in case the NSA tries to get you through it? <laughs> you guys are jerks. <laughs> I'm going to send you all some links after this show, and then you'll all see. They're from reputable, they're not from weird conspiracy websites. Uh, why, why are y'all making me feel bad we're not about make, things that are the truth? Not making you feel bad. NVD analyst Liam Callahan says core gamers are really the lifeblood of the industry. Yep. Spending tremendous amounts of time on their hobby of choice with the new console generation off to a great start. We can expect the amount of time spent gaming to increase as more core gamers adopt them. You guys think, so the uh, television ratings keep dropping, dropping, dropping. There's right. less people watching television because they're watching on Netflix or whatever, but like... Video games must play a part in that as well, right? Like, you have a set amount of free time ever in your life to spend on, you know, comics, board games, video games, TV. Like, every night you get however many hours. And, like, if people are spending more on games, isn't that bad for other stuff? Yes. Yeah. And that's why you see so much, like, synergy now between uh, studios. Ooh, that was good. (laughs) (laughs) As I literally just disappear into a void. (laughs) Um, Transcendence. Yeah. I mean, all these other studios are trying to get a little piece of that pie. Yeah. Halo TV show. Yeah. And then it all comes around. That, that Battlestar Galactica <laughs> MMO yeah. that's going to be the hot thing. Oh, that ever happened. Remember The Matrix Online? Ugh. Yeah. Did you just talk about that for a while? Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about video game ratings. Okay. I like video em. games are rated. Yes. <laughs> All right. From E for Everyone to Adults Only, although no games really yeah. get the Adults Only rating. Lame. Uh, one of our fans, Joseph, Joseph, writes in wondering if T-rated games... T for teen, of yep. course, mm-hmm. are becoming a thing of the past. He says, I've recently noticed there haven't been many T-rated games in recent years. With the exception of Infamous, 
The last T-rated game that I purchased was Battlefield Bad Company in 2008. I'm surprised that a, a Battlefield shooter would be rated T. But. Well, that was yeah. a more like cartoony one, right? He says, what, why do you guys think this is happening? I think that T-rated games have the potential to reach the most people with semi, semi-mature themes, but still have the fun humor of a kid's game. Just curious on what you guys think. That's, well, first off, it's weird that you haven't bought a T game in six, yeah. six years or so. Because exactly. I'm trying to think, like, this year I've played, I mean, they were for review, but uh, Lightning Returns was T, Dark Souls 2 was T. That was a weird T. Wait, that's the thing. Like, uh, yeah, I don't... Rec- yeah, so I did some research. Ooh, Finally. I did some research with uh, a research firm called GameStop. <laughs> and you can search uh, you know, for Xbox 360 games by rating. Mm-hmm. And they have... Oh, wait. Yeah, 744. <laughs> oh, sorry. 744 T-rated games were released for Xbox 360. That's all I got. There you go, Joseph. Yeah. And Get out of here. The, you did know, you pull like M, M and, or E? Like? I, I, have, I have more stats, okay. yes. Uh, recent T-rated games are Amazing Spider-Man 2, Dark Souls 2, which yeah. I mentioned, Final Fantasy 13, Lightning Returns. Yeah. These are all T-rated. Oh, we got Spider-Man, Spider-Man Go. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. Uh, but now, if you look at uh, Xbox One, PS4, there are only 16 T-rated games and 39 M-rated games oh, wow. already for those mm. consoles that have just came out. Yeah. Uh, so for the current-gen consoles, there's more M-rated games than there are T-rated games. But if you look at the ESRB ratings for all their games. Uh, like of the like the past few generations, there are almost seven thousand T-rated games, but only two thousand M-rated games. So traditionally, there have been a lot more T-rated than M-rated, but currently, right now, in the past few months, there's been more M-rated games. I mean, that jives with what I would have guessed. Like, I I always thought. Well, what's weird is I don't think about ratings at all right, yeah. anymore. Well, I actually sure. got I was maybe twenty years old and I actually got carded to buy Resident Evil Four. I remember that. Weird. And that was the last time I ever thought about what a game was rated. Um, so, like, I would have never guessed that Dark yeah. Souls was T, for example. But I thought it worked similar to the movie industry where they really, like, the studios push back against R's, R ratings. They want to make everything, like, the new Die Hard was PG-13 yeah. because, Which is because that's where all the money is. a terrible, terrible trend it for is a, people that like movies. Yeah. It is a terrible trend, but I thought video games were similar where I thought the minority of games were M-rated. So, uh, I mean, there is, but it's not, it's not as... Uh, it's not like quite as distinct as movies, basically. Well, I just it, don't think people pay as much attention to video game ratings. Right, yeah. right. right. And I also, well, so there's that, certainly. Like, they don't have that same ubiquity that movie ratings do. Where, like, people understand movie ratings. You, you still, like, I can't believe it's been decades, and there's still parents that just don't know. They want to buy their kids GTA, don't pay any attention to what's sure. on the box. Your yeah. nine-year-old kid wants to play GTA Five. they're like, whatever, here you go. Yeah, but I, I don't mean, think, sorry, I was just going to say, I, I don't think many kids have PS4s or Xbox Ones yet. Like, I think that That's explains, true. like, once those consoles it's are... older gamers who have... Uh, disposable income can buy the new consoles. Yeah, right. sure. And we'll see the shovelware, you know, start hitting those consoles. You know, all those E-rated games, sort of the family games, the party games, and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, when you look at movies, you look at the big franchises, you know, you have things like, uh, you know, the Marvel movies, and you have uh, superhero movies in general, and Hunger Games, and these are all things that are, like, t- like sort of uh, mid-range yeah. PG-13, yeah. geared towards anyone. Uh, where you, you look at the biggest game franchises, and you have Grand Theft Auto, and Call of Duty, and Assassin's Creed, and these are all M-rated things, so... Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is there might there may be less M-rated games, but those games are the ones that sell. If you look at MPD, sure. I, th- I think uh, you know at the end of the year, end of this year, you know, the, the highest selling games are going to be again GTA Five. It's going to be uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, yeah. Fair yeah. Fighter, Advance. Yeah, I don't know how to say that game. Kevin name. Spacey. So that's, yeah, COD, and then yeah. FIFA will be in there too. Kiwi Space, yeah. FIFA. Yeah, that's M. I like that video games have avoided 
uh, I think making all like pretty much every movie is, seems like it's rated PG thirteen, and that waters down movies. Uh-huh, but video games have avoided that. Yeah. I, like I play Infamous Second Son, it doesn't feel like watered down. It's just, right. just like a fun video. At no game. point you're like, what? Yeah. This is totally a teen game. Yeah, yeah. not at all. Damn I never it. even I never even thought. Yeah, I never paid attention to it. It never crossed my mind that. But then, like you mentioned, like I in no universe am I interested in watching a rated PG thirteen Die Hard movie. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not a real. But it's strange that, like, I've always found game ratings a little bit weird and inconsistent compared to movies in general. I've always thought it was weird that Halo was rated M. And I guess it's like blood splotches on the ground, but, like, how is that M and, you know, Gears of War or uh, a God of War where you're, like, gouging someone's eyes out? Like, I I wish that there was a viable adults-only rating. Like, it's a kiss of death, like, just like NC-17 movies, like, nobody makes them. Um... But there needs to be... What's Nymphomaniac rated? Is that NC-17? That might be NC-17, actually. Um, that might be one of the highest no profiles really? in a long time. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I saw it. I but I'd like to, I'd like to see it? something different between Halo's M and gouging someone's eyes out and tearing their head off M. Like, sure. it's strange to me that that's the same. Suggestive movie. themes. <laughs> Eye gouging to death. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> you know, speaking of, it's time for our newest segment on GameScoop, the GSRB... The GameScoop ratings board, uh, where I read you, I read you the ESRB's description of the mature content in upcoming games. Okay, is it uh, only mature games? Yeah, this is M-rated games. Okay, and this is the ESRB's. This is describing what the mature content is. Okay. okay, and I would say that you should try and guess, but as soon as I tell you that you know you're battling Nazi forces, you're gonna know what upcoming game this is. South Park. Yeah. <laughs> So at least his first one is is Wolfenstein, which is coming out this month, and we're actually really excited for it. Yeah, high five. Seems that's fun. We're friends. Friends! <laughs> <laughs> Camera just shatters. Power friendship. The person watching their computer blows up. <laughs> they get blown away like that double. Man. Their mom comes in, she has no eyes. <laughs> that was the eye gouging She managed to still use the phone. <laughs> My tongue's disappeared. Grandma, Better can call you the, tell me the what's grams. wrong. Let's say it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why, GameScoop? Why have you unleashed this hell on us? The windows melt. It's <laughs> been a great show. See you guys. You know, to be friends with you, it's all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> They're begging us to stop being friends. Uh, this is how the ESRB describes the mature content in the upcoming Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein game. Yep. This is a first-person shooter in which players assume the role of a U.S. Army Ranger as he battles Nazi forces between 1946 and 1960. Oh, that's important. That's players <laughs> use pistols, machine guns, sniper rifles, fantasy weapons, and explosives <laughs> to kill enemy soldiers and robotic characters. Some weapons allow players to blow up enemies, resulting in chunks of flesh and blood strewn around game environments. Large robots in mech suits sometimes crush enemies' heads or bodies. A handful of sequences depict bodies incinerated or mutilated by torture devices. During the course of the game, characters sometimes engage in sexual activity. For example, a man thrusting against a woman on a table, a woman gyrating on top of a man in bed. Camera angles largely obscure the sex act, and no nudity is depicted. 
The game includes a sequence in which two characters ingest a hallucinogenic drug <laughs> from a liquid dropper. The screen becomes blurry and distorted. Oh, good. The words fuck and shit appear in dialogue. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that was good. Time. I like that. My favorite part about that is how non-specific some of it is. It's like, there's a sex act. Camera angles largely obscure it. Yeah. Like, what does largely mean? Like, that there's still a giant penis in the scene. Yeah. But don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited for that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, only, this only added fuel to the yeah. fire. I've lost my second page here. You want me to look for yeah. How about this one? Nope, not that one. How about this what about one? that one? This is good TV right here. Nope, not that one. That's why you had it. I need all of these. Aransky, put up your photo of your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this one, you know, I don't think you're going to guess. I think it's, this is a game that came out this week. Bound by Flame is, came out this week? Mm, okay. We just put up our review, right? Oh, I'm going to guess it now. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, in any, would you guys have been able to guess Bound by Flame? Is this Maybe? game anywhere on your radar? No. Right, I didn't think so. This it, is the... The player is bound by flame. <laughs> <laughs> this is the ESRB's description of Bound by Flame. It's an action role-playing game in which players assume the role of a mercenary possessed by a demon. Oh. Battles are highlighted by cries of pain, impact sounds, and splashes of blood. Some cutscenes also depict instances of blood and violence. For example, a demon getting stabbed repeatedly as blood rains down. <laughs> During the course of the game, some characters wear revealing outfits Ooh. with deep cleavage. Okay. okay. What's his name? And engage in suggestive dialogue before and after kissing. For example, here's a quote, it's just a shame that it took a magical artifact to get you in the mood. Uh. The dialogue includes... <laughs> what? What is this magical artifact? Also, is this Bomb by Flame we're watching right yes, now? This yes. is the first I've seen of this game. I know, this is what I'm talking I'm about. Like that big hand. The dialogue <laughs> includes a handful of other subject, suggestive <laughs> sexual references. Ooh. For example, I got no time for whores, and turned you into a zombie sex toy. That's a line. That's a quote from the game. The words fuck and shit appear in dialogue. Sure. <laughs> Standard. Hashtag video games. Mm -hmm. All right, I can get behind that. It's Bound by Flame. Now you're excited right? for we gave it a seven. We gave it a something, seven. Yeah. Something, something in the seventh. Okay. So someone writes those? Yeah. I want that job. You really? Yeah. No, you don't. I don't think somebody like to plays the game no, and writes they it themselves. Them, they send them the video. publisher is yeah. it's up to them to yeah, send video and like describe it themselves. And it's on the honor system. And then if it turns out that they didn't report something, then they like I like the idea of like the Mario one also ends with fucking shit appear in the game. <laughs> 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 fucking shit appear dialogue. <laughs> Alright, this is for an upcoming game. This one. Uh, see if you guys can guess it. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to leave out some words. Watch dogs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a third-person shooter action game in which players assume the role of Aiden Pierce, a hacker trying to find an evil mastermind. I would have left that out should, if he yeah. hadn't guessed it. Players use pistols, machine guns, assault rifles, and explosives to kill various human enemies, like criminals and police officers. When close to an enemy, players are able to shoot them in the head or knock them out with a blackjack. Players have the ability to kill captives after mostly off-screen interrogations. <laughs> Cutscenes depict further instances of violence. For example, a man stabbed in the neck and shot multiple times. Aww. Combat is highlighted by cries of, pain, cries of pain, blood splatter effects, and realistic gunfire. The game includes several depictions of topless female characters. One prolonged scene depicts a topless woman standing in a bedroom. Another sequence, <laughs> another sequence depicts close-ups of topless, oh, women, topless women sitting down. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, the good. game also includes a few instances of sexual activity, including an obscure depiction of masturbation, 
a woman performing fellatio on a man, and a man thrusting against a woman from behind. Camera angles obscure the sex act, and no nudity is shown. So there's nudity, just not during the sex act. Mm. During the course of the game, the central character is sometimes... He sometimes consumes large amounts of alcohol. Yep. The screen turns blurry. One sequence depicts characters using needles to inject themselves with drugs. The words fuck, shit, <laughs> and asshole can uh, be heard in the oh. dialogue. So the other two games, they don't use the word ass- asshole. No. Nope. nope. Mm. Should we do a news story? Yeah. Watch Dogs con- <laughs> Breaking Watch Dogs contains asshole. <laughs> Jesus. So it seems like you can show nudity just not during a sex scene. That seems to be what video games can get away with. I mean, how, video, how many video games have had like legitimate sex scenes? Like everything sort of uses uh, heavy rain. Uh, yeah, but even that doesn't show. There's no nudity during it. I don't think. Yeah, uh, there is. When you undress uh, Madison on the. Trust me, I played this scene a lot <laughs> in the hotel. When you're undress, you undress Madison, okay. you have sex with. What about Far Cry Three? That's a good. Oh one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, that's good. Yeah. Hot coffee, of course. Well, yeah, not really in the game. But yeah. Just tossing it out there. Tossing hot coffee in your face. <sighs> Oof. I feel all. Yeah. That was good. Hot yeah. and bothered. All, this all these mature, mature game talk. Yeah. yeah. That concludes this edition of the GSRB. I like that. Do you have uh, to count? Do you think Mario games say that he eats mushrooms? Do they have to say that? I don't think they have to. I mean, you don't ever know that he eats them. He just mm. takes them. They just it just like is absorbed into his body, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I got yelled at because I called the mushroom a mushroom, and, this, and Greg Atlas told me it's a toadstool. So heads up. Because it's a toadstool. <laughs> I'm ready. That's, it's not going to be as bad as the time that Marty and I called Sonic's rings coins. Oh, yeah. Every, <laughs> the comments on that video are really bad. Yeah. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Yeah. Listeners, remember, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, um, just like Tubby TJ did. Tubby oh, TJ! TJ. TT. He says, okay. I've noticed... I've noticed that in the current gaming generation, companies and gaming itself has put a tremendous amount of emphasis on l- online play and basically being alone. Right. I still remember the good old days where I and my friends would go to a house and play Halo Combat Evolved on split screen, Super Smash Brothers, Fusion Frenzy, various Mario Party games, and we all would have the greatest fun together playing those games. I feel that kids of this generation are missing out on how wonderful local play used to be. Do you think that the gaming industry could put a more positive emphasis on four-player local play without it becoming a disaster? Ooh. I don't know what he means by that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree with him, but I think we're in the midst of a, of a local multiplayer sort of renaissance right oh, now. Maybe. Yeah, we've had, some, we've had some rad games. You and I are about, you're, we're going to write a feature about yeah. all this stuff. Yeah, about Spoiler. stuff like Towerfall, Samurai Gun, Nidhogg, <laughs> Monaco, Smash is coming out. Cart. Cart, yeah. Yeah, you got a lot of games. <laughs> yep. Uh, we we play golf locally. We play golf locally. You yeah. could play it online. Yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe I'm a little too old because I grew up, you know, playing these local multiplayer games. Online play doesn't really excite me that much. Like, no, yeah, we missed out on that. That's what we were talking yeah. about with first person shooters, right? Like, Titanfall's the only one that's ever sure. really got its hooks in me, yeah. and it's and it's just because before yeah, I was never. We did play some Left 4 Dead back in the day. Good, yeah. good point. Good point. Yeah. But I, even that was more like I'm teaming up with you to go do stuff, and sure. Rainbow Six was the same way. I'm teaming up sure, with you. Sure. Yeah, Competitive. Yeah. I'm playing by myself. I want to try to be the best of my team. That was never really appealing to me. Yeah. Until mm-hmm. Titanfall. See, I played a lot. I played thousands of competitive Halo matches. Um, I totally agree with Marty. I think it's another. They're not all indie games, but it's largely coming from the indie mm-hmm. scene. I really, really like that one of the things the indie scene does well is take stuff that used to be popular and now, you know, either AAA games can't or won't, you know, bring that back and then but the indie scene can can do that. You yeah. know, they do it with Metroidvanias and 
this other stuff that I really like, and now it has this place. It has this sort of spot where it can grow and th- thrive yeah. in video games. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. important to point out, too, for I think on the indie landscape, right, it's kind of that they can't. They can't yeah. fund a server. They yeah. can't keep yeah. this going, so mm-hmm. it has to be local. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. It's like yeah. that's what they grew up being passionate about, like sure. us, and now they're game makers themselves. And so that coupled with the fact that, yeah, they're not certainly not paying you know, to keep servers live for online yeah. gameplay. It's funny, a lot of these games that we mentioned, stuff like even Sports Friends, it's almost like the modern-day arcade. Yeah. So we don't really have arcades anymore. You can't you can't go and play you know Street Fighter next to someone or go play like a beat 'em up alongside your buddies. Mm-hmm. Like those just don't really exist now. So these games are sort of carrying that torch and that idea, which mm-hmm. which I like a lot as someone who loved arcades as a kid. The resurgence of local multiplayer is fantastic. Yeah, uh, Nidhogg almost oh it did win game of the month. Yeah, won game yeah. of the month in January. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had a tremendous amount of fun at IGN playing around the office. And even though that's only two player, there would be a party of people yeah. just be like oh yeah like, yeah. You had the classic thing where like the loser has to give up their controller and yeah, yeah, get yeah. off. And Mario Kart's been the same way with us, you know, playing it. People have been you know gathering around the TV wanting yeah. to play. So it's stuff that when I was growing up, I didn't really have a lot of friends, and so it was like I would get these games. Like I would have stuff like Street Fighter, and then it was really sad. Like I didn't have anybody to play yeah. Street Fighter against. Mom, play with me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> She's like, <"Mom>, was on the phone. I can't understand what he's saying. Grandma, do a quarter circle. I don't have a tongue. <laughs> what do you need a tongue for? Do a quarter circle. Well, I mean, I would be worried if I didn't have a tongue. The last thing I'd be worried about is perfecting a Hadouken with Justin. Yeah. That's true. I think of uh, local multiplayer today like uh, listening to music on vinyl. It's okay. like, uh, you know, putting uh, vinyl on the platter, dropping the needle is like a ceremony. Like it turns listening to music into this like. A ceremony, yeah. and that's yeah. like what sort of the getting your friends together. Like it's it's more work than just hopping online with random people and playing yeah. a game. Yeah. It takes work. It takes you have to like organize something, get people all in one place. You have to buy more than one controller, yeah. but then it like it's, it can be more rewarding too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's one of the things like that could, has potential to be Nintendo's bread and butter. That can be their sweet spot moving forward. We always talk about what do they need to do, what can Nintendo do. Like, they've always championed local multiplayer in a way that others didn't. The N64 had four controllers, four controller ports, and the other consoles had two. You know, well, I guess the Xbox ended up having four, too, in the next generation. But, you know, it never really went away with Nintendo. Like, all their consoles really emphasized that. We played a ton of Boom Blocks on the Wii. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, At, like, Thanksgiving and other holidays. Boom Blocks was awesome. Yeah. Boom Blocks was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Steven Spielberg. You're welcome. I'd love a new (laughs) Boom Blocks thing. (laughs) I hope Steven Spielberg's next movie says from the creator of Boom Block. Sure. I thought Lincoln was, or War yeah. Horse was going to say that. Sure. Yeah. You were waiting for it? Yeah. You sat through the whole credits scene <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, I hope that Nintendo really does continue to put an emphasis on it. Mm. It doesn't need to be mutually exclusive, though, right? That's, the, that's what I was getting at, is it doesn't have to be one or the other. Yeah, like like Mario Kart online, is yeah. both. Yeah. Like, yeah, Smash is going to be both. So if you're a sad kid like me that, didn't ha- that doesn't have a lot of friends, um, you can still play online, or if you do have a lot of buddies, then you can come over and get some beers and, or sodas and play Mario Kart. This is Malcolm Roy, who I believe is the owner of Roy's Restaurant. Oh, he's, yeah. he makes a good a living. <laughs> you're going to say a food item. Yeah, he makes a good living. A living. <laughs> Their butterfish is pretty good. He says, I'm a huge fan of MMOs. Multi, massively multiplayer <laughs> online games. That's really weird. Perfected Ooh. by DC Universe Online. I'm playing Final Fantasy XIV right now. It's not as good as DC Universe Justin likes that game. I do. Waiting for, fi- for Fantasy Star Online 2. What if Nintendo made an MMO out of one of its franchises? Zelda would be my wish. What would be your wish, GameScoop panel? 
Now, how would a Zelda MMO work? Yeah, my worry. Poorly. We're all the mailman. We're all the mailman, and we have to run into the. <laughs> That'd be really good. <laughs> See stuff like that in Metroid. That's so it's driven by a, yeah. by characters. Iconic, yeah. And you, everybody can't be that character. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And Zelda, I think it would turn into sort of. It would just become another fantasy MMO. It would just be the EverQuest. It would just be. But it is, the thing about every MMO is that's a balancing act they do all, because you are the chosen one and the savior in every MMO, along with all the other millions of players. Like, that's the story yeah. of Elder Scrolls Online and World of Warcraft. It's like, you save the town from burning down, but then the next player runs in and also saves the town <laughs> from burning down. You're all doing the same quest. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the, they all have to balance that line of, uh, you know, believability and, you know, immersion, and then how far are they willing to break that immersion. Like, Elder Scrolls is on my mind because that's what I'm playing right now. Like, I'm in this dungeon, and they're like, please sneak in there and figure out the origins of the plague and get to the bottom of this cave and find out where it happens. And there's a dude named Spider-Man jumping everywhere, going crazy, attacking all the enemies before I can. I'm like, huh. Like, that's, that's the, like, that's what would ruin a Zelda MMO for me, is that feeling of there's going to be some well, dude any named... any MMO. Yeah, it's going to be some dude with the name, like, I have AIDS running around, killing the boss before you can. It's like, huh. You know, I don't I'm know. trolling him. <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously, I, I think for me the big one for Nintendo would be Pokemon. That's, exactly. the that's yeah. what everyone wants. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, right? that's the one that would make the most sense. That's Everyone's one a Pokemon that, trainer. That's the one that around trying to catch Pokemon, Pokemon battling each other. Well, yeah. that's the one that also makes sense in the context of that world. Yeah. In the way that Zelda does is the world is full of Pokemon trainers, yeah. and they all are fighting to be the best and collect all these mm -hmm. Pokemon. Like it totally makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's weird. I can't imagine Nintendo doing an MMO. I mean, the other thing you could have maybe an Animal Crossing thing where where yeah. you know instead of just having four people in the town, it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. Or you know, Nintendo's yep. been showcasing this NFC, their sort of Skylanders Disney Infinity mm -hmm. initiative that they're gonna really talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my goodness, they're gonna make so much. E three <laughs> seriously, but imagine if these were these toys were part of some huge kind of living, breathing online world. Sure. Like what, that's what I. Guess. Yeah. What if it was an MMO where we're all the turtles? And you start, and you're either green the shell or red. Like, or they, like the Ninja Turtles? No, like the yeah, turtles, we, you step on and use their shells. So yeah, you're the green, or you're, the, no, the, the turtles. The, you're either green or red, or you're a flying one. <laughs> and then you just go. And That's then, what but the then, instruction manual says. <laughs> blue one, flying one. <laughs> and then it's it's the pyramid. It starts, you know, we're all down here, and then we all work our way up, and then once What's you the get final one, once you get to no, I mean you're you're climbing the ladder oh. to be the final turtle that then gets put on the front lines to fight Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is all like this basic all, training. You play for four hundred hours, and you get there, and, <laughs> and then it just turns into Omaha Beach, and the doors go down, and Mario just destroys you, yeah. just throwing fireballs. At he just comes in. He's got. He's already hit the star. He just runs right through you. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. It'd Credits. Be, that'd be even, that'd be Less insulting, he could just ignore you. You've been building up to this forever. Uh, Pokemon could totally work. I never played that much Fantasy Star Online, but I know that unlike other MMOs, um, it was really instanced. So it's like you kind of would be in your own version of the game world, but then you could go dive into a dungeon with like four other people and like trade items and stuff like that. So it's like online in a few key ways. And like that's the way Pokemon could work. It's yeah. like Maybe you have your own little version of the game world or you're playing your own game, but then you can come together in like a town where there's everybody and you can show off your gear and like your starter Pokemon and battle each other. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't necessarily have to be, you know, everybody fighting and competing for the same, you know, I don't know, like Pokemon drops or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Great. You, you've been playing Mario Golf Mon stuff. Yeah. Do you want a Mario Golf MMO? Would that work? I thought when that was my knee-jerk reaction, right? Yell out golf when you said, "What would we want?" But then I don't even know how the hell that worked. What are my quests? Just go golf more? Well, I mean, yeah, everyone's <laughs> just walking around the golf course. Yeah. Playing. I would like a, an entire Mario Sports MMO. Yeah. 
where yeah, that, you had like okay. a clubhouse. That's actually yeah. a better idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. say golf may be a little too niche. To yeah, actually yeah, draw yeah. In a big. But you had if you had line. tennis or you had yeah yeah. 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 This is all of the Mario sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Let's actually let's green light that one. Okay, okay. Let's, make, let's go ahead. Is that a lot of? Yeah, that one for free into production. Yeah, yeah. That's so smart. We just saved Nintendo, everybody. Yeah, we did it. We got time for one more question here. And it comes from Austin Tucker. Yeah, OAT. He's all tuckered out. Oh, puns. Everybody hears that all the time. Uh, he says. No ammo calls. Well, she says, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> he says, hey there, GameScoop. My name is Austin Tucker. Hi, Austin. I love the show. I've been listening for 100 episodes. Wow. It's Good been job. great having you guys to listen to while walking my dogs. Oh. What? <laughs> I want to make a sh- All right, somebody needs to email this image to GameScoop at IGN.com so we can put it on a ship. <laughs> but you know that you know you look at Reddit, right? Yeah. You, you look at it. You, you know. <laughs> you say that like, you look at it. You just like <laughs> God, that's that's pretty much I how you brought it. Justin, looks, you have to use your hand and like manipulate the mouse. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, you know the Reddit, the old lady like who's trying to use a computer yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I want an image of that lady who's like that or whatever. Her face, but her like oh. <laughs> she's got no tongue and she's doing like a choking thing. And that's the game scoop shirt we sell. <laughs> that's the shirt. No context. It doesn't even say game. Terrifying. (laughs) That's what I want. Okay. Well, thank you. Austin Tucker has two questions for us. Says, firstly, my parents never bought me a console. It took me until the last generation to get old enough to afford a 360. Good work. So I missed out on classic games. Yeah. I've tried to go back and play games like Zelda and Metal Gear, but I have trouble playing older games that I really want to play. Any tips for helping me enjoy them more? Oof. Uh, <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me, it depends what <clears throat> it, it, what Zelda and Metal Gear he's talking about. Like, I would understand if you would ne- have never played like NES games. If you go back yeah. to like the original Legend of Zelda, or the original Metal Gear, yeah, yeah. that might be a little bit tough. But like, to me, that's Super Nintendo generation. Like, those games are perfect. We, we talked talk about, about that. that. Yeah. Metal- no, Metal Gear Solid on PS One, right? Yeah. Like there's that a whole PS1 bunch generation. In my opinion, did not. It's age hard. Yet. Yeah, it's hard to go back. But those. the sixteen-bit generation, yeah. for sure. Because oh, they sure. figure a lot of stuff out from the eight-bit that they. Yeah, it was like perfecting ideas from the eight-bit and yeah. this gorgeous, timeless art. So maybe he's going back too far. But there's also yeah. there it, are exceptions as well. Like I think Super Mario sixty four is still totally yeah, 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 yeah. playable and fantastic. There's um, like sweet spots, right? If you go yeah. back too far, you'd be like, I want to try some classic games. I'm going to play Adventure on the twenty six hundred. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, bullshit? exactly. exactly. Yeah. I think uh, I mean something that might help is like if you have buddies who played the games, you know, when you were younger, when they were younger, that maybe get together some night, get some beers, and be like, hey, we're going to play through Mario World. We're going to play yeah. through Zelda. We're going to play through Mario One. I absolutely love Ocarina of Time. I would one hundred percent play if you're a relatively new gamer, like the three sixty was your first console, you will probably pi- find Link to the Past more playable than Ocarina of Time. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I would say the same about Mario. Like, Super Mario World probably more than the older 3D Marios. And I, like, those are some of my favorite games of all time, but there is this window of, like, if you didn't hit it when it was new, like, that window can close sometimes. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, we, I actually experienced this firsthand. I had an NES growing up, and uh, I had Metroid, and so I still find Metroid 1 fantastic, but I didn't have the original Le- Legend of Zelda and now it's obscure and strange, and I don't know where to find the dungeons, and I don't like that things are, you know, you have to bomb behind random walls, and I just didn't experience, like, Metroid's totally the same. It's yeah. got all the same design problems, but since I played it when I was six, yeah, yeah. like, right. now I still think it's great. Second sure. nature. Yeah. yeah. His second question is, I feel like I'm one of the only hardcore gamers who doesn't have a handful of indie games that I love. In fact, I haven't found many indie games that I'm even interested in. 
What are some must-play indie games for someone who has an Xbox 360 and an aggressively average netbook? <laughs> aggressively <laughs> average. Uh, Limbo. So yeah, uh, Limbo is on both PC and 360. That, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Mark of the Ninja yeah. is also on both of them. Hey, I mean, there's so, games up there. Yeah, there's, there's actually so many. It's that's actually it's yeah. hard to even narrow it down. Yeah. Geometry Wars 2 um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. on Xbox 360 yeah. is so, so, so good. Fez, Spelunky Super are both on both platforms. Yep. And yeah, Super Meat Boy is, uh, I think, on both platforms too. Yep. Gone Home is on PC. Yeah. I don't know if he's aggressively. Yeah, you might average. wait. I mean, Midnight City's Coming supposedly to, bringing out two consoles. There's yeah, no consoles announced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely as of today, I don't know when this is going up, but as of Wednesday, Super Time Force is going to be up. Yeah. It's going to be out. Oof. And I would definitely recommend that. That's out tomorrow? That's out tomorrow. And Transistor a, this week, too? Next uh, Transistor's next, next week. week. Yeah. It also gets a little bit strange, um, like what you count as indie and what you don't. Like I, Shadow Complex? Yeah. I don't know. Like, does that count? Yeah. yeah. In my opinion, one of the absolute greatest games of last generation. For sure. Um, so I would strongly consider picking that up. Yeah. I would say it's also worth, if you really want to get into indie games, try to find a cheap PS3. Yeah. Pick up stuff like Journey and Flower or, and Sound Shapes and... How good was Sound Shapes? It was really good. That's mm-hmm. how good. Does so he have a new game? What's his, does Jonathan Mack have a new game? Uh, Shape Sounds. They <laughs> <laughs> just took the, the words. I mean, no, I got it. I well, got it. He, made, I, he made Everyday Shooter too. So right. It's two for two with me, and yeah. I guess I haven't seen or read whether he's got a third game coming. Yeah. Never, I don't but, think I've heard anything about it. I'll look him up on the Wikipedia. Oh, after yeah, this. Okay, cool. I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you for tuning in, whether it's on IGN YouTube or in the podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter for daily game scoops. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Justin. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Everybody go see Godzilla. of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.